What's up everybody? Welcome to a new Meet Kevin Report, a style of reporting that will only talk about news that can make you money. So let's get right into our headliner today. Today we're going to be starting with why investors are fleeing a certain type of investment. Now this transition is literally taking a play out of Grant Cardone's 10x book. That is, people are leaving this investment at 10 X the rate they used to leave this investment. In other words, people are bailing like it's the Titanic and they're like, I gotta get off the ship right now. And so what could it be that people are fleeing? Well, it is actively managed investment funds. This should really come as no surprise to anybody. And neither should the next part, which is where do you think that money is going? It's going to places like Vanguard, where people are basically just parking their money into index funds. And why would they do that? Well, obviously, to save fees, because actively managed funds have not shown to outperform any index fund, and the fees on index funds are, like, very low or next to nothing. Right now, people are able to get 15-year loans on their homes with interest rates of like 3.1%. You know what a lot of people are actually doing is they're taking that money and throwing it into Vanguard because they expect to make more than 3.1%. It's absolutely insane right now how much money is flowing into these index funds. And so that's where you have to ask yourselves, have you started and have you actually contributed more money to an index fund right now while you wait for maybe good deals in real estate, which is what I always encourage. Put money into these index funds while you wait for some good deals in real estate and then pounce on buying wedge deals. If you're not familiar yet with how to invest in index funds, make sure you go to fidelity.com right now, open an account, and this is exactly what you're going to invest in. We've all heard of the S&P 500 before, and Vanguard has a total stock market index fund, which you can invest in as well, but they have minimums and they charge you a pretty small fee. So if you like Vanguard and you're a loyalist, you could stick over there. But I want you to go to fidelity.com and consider investing in the Fidelity Zero Fee Total Stock Market Index Fund that tracks the S&P 500. And if you don't believe me that it tracks the S&P 500, take a look at this. You could literally put S&P 500 into Google and press compare and compare it to this fund. And it basically lines up perfectly. And it costs you zero to put your money into Fidelity and there are no minimums. So good opportunity and good action plan for you today to follow this like horde of people throwing money into index funds, which is a great place to keep money at this point. It's becoming so crazy that these large index fund companies, according to the Wall Street Journal, have almost a 5% ownership share in every single company listed on the S&P 500. It's crazy, mind-blowing. Now, there can really only be one thing crazier than that. That when I got my New York Times this morning, I got a Lego pamphlet, and at the top of it, it said, today, US children are three times more likely to aspire to be a YouTuber than an astronaut. <laughs> Anyway, in other news, Morgan Stanley's profit fell this week 10%. And guess why it fell 10%? Because people are trading less and people are using their investment services less. And there's also a lot of competition in this sort of investing with a fee service. Why? Well, you guessed it. People are going on over to Fidelity and Vanguard and parking their money into index funds. You could even now park your money over at Wealthfront and have your money put into an index fund of index funds, which is just mind-blowing. And so while Morgan Stanley is losing money, guess which bank is killing it? 
JP Morgan Chase absolutely killing it right now, taking advantage of some massive tax breaks from Donald Trump's tax plan, which is really helping boost Chase's profits. But guess what one of the reasons is that Chase is making some big money. They've got a massive push into the mortgage market, which refinances are about to start booming again, and the credit card market, which if you're not yet a Chase credit card holder, you really gotta get into the Chase family so you can eventually get to that Chase Sapphire Reserve card, which gives you a four and a half percent of your money back towards travel. And you could use that in conjunction with like the Chase Unlimited card to turn their daily one and a half percent into 2.25%. The Chase ecosystem is absolutely amazing. Everybody should consider being a part of it. And honestly, if you wanted to invest in some stocks right now, keep in mind this is just some guy on YouTube suggesting this, not financial advice, but really, Chase is looking pretty good in my opinion. I mean, I'm considering an investment into Chase for stocks right now with a price to earnings ratio of just 11.6 when the S&P average price to earnings ratio is up at 21.3. Chase seems relatively cheap, but obviously we're not just going to hang our hat on that one statistic. We are going to hang our hat on the dude in his YouTube studio suggesting, you know what? There's about to be a refinance boom and investing in the chase could be a good idea. But I could be wrong. I'll let you know when I do some more research and if I end up pulling the trigger on buying chase. Well, let's now move on over into our next favorite topic, which is the marketplace. I was actually reading The Economist here about how the market seems to be riding a high. And very interestingly, I came across this, which is called the Great Elongation, which kind of sounds like the Great Elon from Tesla, which I bought Tesla stock at like 185, and now I'm feeling really good that I executed those trades. <laughs> Anyway, they make this argument that in the United States, every bull run or expansive market has lasted longer than the previous bull run. And they make this argument that, hey, you know what? Even though this expansion is remarkably long, it doesn't mean it's going to die of old age. I thought that was actually really interesting. But then again, I'm the guy in a dark green suit sipping coffee through a straw. Now, on the other hand, The Economist has also been suggesting that we are now in an earnings recession. That is, we're starting to see a slowdown in earnings. This is different from actually being in a recession, but we're definitely seeing negative increases in earnings, which is sort of a way of saying that, ah, okay, well, when earnings decline for a certain period of time, we could be considered to be in an earnings recession. Now, in the article, they suggest that the three problems with the marketplace right now are obviously trade, we've heard this a million times before, but also higher wages and being in this sort of slowdown in a tech cycle right now, which when they suggest we're in this low point in a cycle, they also go on to say that, hey, you know what, that could rebound and we could figure out the whole like wages going up thing and trade will hopefully get solved soon, but it's still an underlying issue. So all of these reasons are creating some pessimism, but everything seems to be surrounded by overall optimism. However, the Federal Reserve is taking this very seriously. And that's where we're gonna jump on over to see what the Fed just announced, which also blows my mind that somebody at the Fed just said this. 
This dude over at the Fed just suggested the possibility of, yes, not just one interest rate cut, but possibly making the argument that the Federal Reserve should drop interest rates twice. This, when I do my daily routine of opening up this Zilla Mortgage Calculator app on my phone, has plummeted mortgage interest rates again to now the lowest level they have been at since 2017, which is also mind-blowing given how high rates were in 2018. This is also where we see the Federal Reserve just told us that the economy is at little danger of tipping into recession anytime soon. Why? Because people keep spending money, retail keeps going up, retail has actually risen for four months, home improvement sales are up, and of course, yes, trade continues to be an issue, but consumer confidence is up. So we've got this like good news, bad news going on, but the Fed does not see the market going into recession, and they're basically guaranteeing the market is not going to go into a recession by very likely dropping rates on July 31st. So that'll be very interesting to see what happens very soon here. Now, here's a stock that I actually never thought I would invest into. I actually thought that this company was just kind of like quietly dying somewhere else. Microsoft stock with a price to earnings ratio of just 35 and a debt to assets ratio of somewhere around 65%, Microsoft is killing it right now with their revenue. The biggest source of that seems to be their push into cloud computing and their biggest competitor is Amazon, which what's interesting about that is Amazon's price to earnings ratio is 99. So for a third of the price of future earnings, you could by Microsoft and have one of Amazon's biggest cloud computing competitors in your portfolio. So Microsoft right along Chase is starting to seem really interesting for me. And as much as I really like my Wealthfront savings account and my index fund portfolios, I'm really considering picking up a couple of maybe Chase and Microsoft stocks just to make some bets, but we'll see as I do some more research. Now on the flip side, there's always Netflix stock, which I guess you could buy on sale right now because the stock dropped over 12% thanks to totally missing expectations for growth. Instead, rather than adding users in the United States, they actually lost over 128,000 users in the United States. Obviously, they're global global acquisition of subscribers is still growing like crazy, but Stranger Things, strangely, was not as great as they were hoping it to be, and along with them raising prices, there was a little bit of a higher cancellation rate in the United States. So we'll see what happens, but for a company with an 86% debt-to-asset ratio and one that is somewhat of an expensive, more speculative stock, I don't know how enthused I am about Netflix right now. Although, I guess if you want wanted to take a real gamble, you could always bet on Boeing, and uh, you can kind of see what you think is going to happen with that uh, 737 MAX jet. I'll tell you one thing, I don't know if I can ever see myself getting on a 737. It's kind of like, you know, when you get a, a house flipper and uh, you call out a house flipper for doing shoddy work, it's like, hey, 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 you know, you really did crappy work over here. And then them going, oh! My gosh, you're right, I did. I'ma fix that. Don't worry about the rest. The rest is totally fine. <laughs> I'll stick with Airbus.
Speaking of Airbus, Lauren and I flew Spirit for the first time ever, coming back from our real estate investing crash course in Chicago, which we're going to Seattle, Austin, San Francisco, and Miami next over the next few months here. Would love to see you there. Check out the links below. But uh, wow, I don't know that we'll be flying Spirit again anytime soon. The trade table is basically half of the Economist magazine if you've never flown on them before. So that way, when you go to try to put something on it, it just falls right off. Uh, it also makes sleeping very difficult. I tried putting my two elbows between two of them uh, and having my face floating like, like this, but it doesn't work well. So instead, I just made a video. <laughs> Now, another stock that I'm actually really jazzed about right now is I'm kind of considering the home improvement stock area. The Federal Reserve is seeing strengthening in the home improvement area. That doesn't surprise me because what happens when interest rates go down? More people decide, hey, I could refinance my house to a lower rate. I could take some cash out. And what do people like to do? They spend money on stupid stuff like kitchen remodels they don't need, and bathroom remodels, and new flooring, and additions, and all this crap they don't need, which... Everybody in the real estate investing course knows not to spend money on that crap. If you're going to spend money on that stuff, you know what? Just put your money in, in some fund or an index fund and leave it there. But if you want to be a real estate investor, don't over-improve. We know that. But hey, you know what? I might take advantage of the fact that a lot of people are going to be inclined to over-improve. And I might want to buy some maybe Lowe's or Home Depot stock. Right now, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Lowe's. I like where their price is now relative to where it has been in the past. Again, another company I'm going to research a little bit more. But either way, between Lowe's and Home Depot, I'm not sure that you could really go wrong, especially if people are going to start taking out debt like crazy again to finance some more renovations. Kind of makes me feel like Chase and bundling up with like a Lowe's or Home Depot might not be a terrible plan right now. Or just make yourself some black coffee with a reusable glass straw and buy an index fund. Now, keep in mind with these interest rates becoming as ridiculous as they are, I really encourage all of you to consider talking to a loan officer to get pre-approved, to start buying some real estate, rental real estate, house, whatever you can do to get into controlling real estate would be a good idea right now, especially with the way rates are trending. I encourage you to get in. Notice also, it's not exactly the most extreme seller's market right now. In most of the markets that I'm talking to, either course members in or other investors that are hitting me up on Instagram, I'm seeing that across the United States, buyers have a lot of control right now. So it could be an opportunity for you to get in. If you really want to get educated in real estate as well, make sure to pick up that coupon code WEDGE100 to get yourself 20% off the real estate investing course. Or if you're an agent, you could also bundle up and get the real estate agent course. There's an additional coupon if you want to pick up the agent course as well at the same time. You'll see that at checkout. And so really bottom line, if you can afford to buy right now, I'd really encourage you to get into real estate. I don't think right now is the time to get out of real estate. If you watch some other YouTube channels, all you might hear is sell and invest into something else. Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling the need to sell and pay big realtor fees right now. Even though I'm a real estate broker, I I'm suggesting now might not be the time to sell. I think now is actually a good hold time. Now, here's one more article I really want to hit in today's Meet Kevin report, and that is how would you like to work three hours per day? Well, apparently, if you want to get a desk job and say you'll work 40 hours per week or eight hours a day, you'll probably only end up working three hours per day. And how has that been figured out? Well, according to this Wall Street Journal article, there are now employers 
tracking what people are doing on their computers, taking minute by minute screenshots and watching which websites employees are going on to monitor productivity. And they're realizing, oh my gosh, our computer workers and office workers are really only spending three hours of their eight hour day doing actual work. That's pretty dang sad. Now they promise not to fire anybody by monitoring their employees and, and instead they'll just praise the people who work harder. But I'm honestly a little bit shocked that people are now being monitored at their workplace. Maybe I should try installing this monitoring software on my own computer and then I could see myself open up Facebook like 27 times throughout the day, except I have like this mental little switch where I seem to just automatically type in facebook.com and then I see it open. I'm like, oh no, 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 don't open the can of worms. Don't do it, don't do it. And instead I just end up opening Instagram and DMing you folks back or answering questions on Discord. <laughs> Wow, okay, well, there's a Meet Kevin report for you, like one we've never done before. Hopefully you like this sort of financial roundup. If you have questions or ideas, please send me DMs on Instagram with your ideas. You're welcome to comment below as well. On Instagram, I might be able to react with you a little bit better, but I will be looking for your leads. I don't care if you send me Reddit articles, stuff from the Financial Times or The Economist, you see in something interesting and I don't know, your local publication, send me your ideas. I'd love to include them in the Meet Kevin reports that we're going to be doing pretty regularly now. Also, let me know what you thought about this whole vibe of the Meet Kevin report. We're still going to have other crazy videos as well. Vlog style, noob vs pro, me running through houses, me showing you making money out in the actual field. But I figure, you know what? Let's see what you think about a financial roundup because I really think it's kind of missing from our space. Let me know what you think. Love to hear your thoughts and ideas. Thanks so much for watching and we'll see you in the next video.